You are listening to the Gateway Church in Spring Lake, Michigan. To learn more, visit us at thegatewaygh.com. Amen. Well, I have the, the privilege um, and honor of speaking uh, to everybody this morning. Um, we are in this Daniel series. We're kind of taking a break um, from Acts and, and Pastor uh, Pastor Ben. He 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 wanted all the staff to 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 preach, uh, get that opportunity to come here on the platform and just share what God has been putting into our hearts and and so it was awesome to to connect with Pastor Bobby and Rachel and to sit down and say okay what what shall we talk about and and what do we want to, it to look like and we were just dreaming a little bit you ever do that you ever have dreams you ever have dreams and and dreaming I think we should have more dreams to be honest I think we need to never stop dreaming that's just that's just what I believe in. But uh, so we, we came up with with man, what let's let's look at Daniel and his life, and not just Daniel, but uh, all the people that were involved in his life. And and so last Sunday, uh, Pastor Bobby shared with us um, about Daniel, uh, particularly about about him himself, uh, beginning of the chapter chapter one, and and we went right into it. But this morning, um, I'm going to be talking about um, some of his some of his friends. Um, I think we all know uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And uh, before I even go into it, I just, I really hope and, and pray that we, we don't let this, this word, this message just be something that we hear and, and then it falls to the floor. Because what good is it? You know what I mean? If it just it falls to the floor and we don't take it with us, if we don't apply it in our lives. I know it's, it's the goal of every pastor and speaker and communicator to, 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 have the their audience have the congregation um, really be receptive and and really apply it and really use it really hear the word of God but use the word of God amen so before I go any further would you do this could you pray with me this morning uh, dear Lord we just ask in these in these few moments that we have together Lord God that you would uh, communicate Lord to your people what what we need to hear Lord God use me Lord God as as I'm just a mouthpiece for your word Lord Jesus let this be something that that we can use in our lives and apply each and every day, Lord God. Help let help strengthen us, encourage us, Lord God. Um, we give this this morning to you, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 So I uh, my part is connecting with with each other. Right? So Pastor Bobby preached on connecting with God. I'm I'm speaking on connecting with each other. Rachel will be speaking on connecting with the world and and I just want to, to give a little, little context, and we're in Daniel, so if you have your Bibles and, and notes and all that, open it up to Daniel chapter 3, and I'm just going to lay some groundwork as you're getting ready, and um, this is uh, part in the, in, the, in the story, in the narrative, where you, you see um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, though their names are Hananiah, Mishael and uh, Azariah, Pastor Bobby mentioned that. They're, they're renamed. Why? Because they are in captivity. Um, they were uh, in Jerusalem under the, the kingship of Jehoiakim. And, and along comes the Babylonians and, and the Babylonian Empire. And, and they come and they, they pillage and destroy. And, and they, they bring slaves back into Babylon. And, and of the slaves is Daniel. But also are, are these three, Hananiah, Mishael, and, uh, and uh, Azariah. And and uh, as they are in now living in in Babylon, they are 
uh, well, they're with themselves. You, you always see these, these three together. Am I right? Like you never see them apart. You never, in, in, in the scripture, in the narrative, you see them separate. They're always together. And, and, and as I'm reading this, um, God, God was just speaking in me, and, and he was just saying, well, yeah, they're, nev- they're the church. Like think about it. They're the church. Right, so they're in they're in Jerusalem. They're praising the God that, that we praise and worship and give glory to and honor to each and every day. But now they're in foreign territory. They're in, they're in a place where uh, they don't worship our God. They worship multiple gods. Uh, there's idols. There's it's just it's it's just foreign. It's pagan, right? And and so they're in a world and and they are actually the church. And I don't want us to lose to lose sight of that. And that 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 this building, the building that we heard about. And announcements that that that's not the church. It's it's, it's a tool, right? It, it's something to help us. Um, we are the church. We are the body of Christ. Together, we can strengthen one another. Together, we can can lean in with one another, and, and move forward the kingdom of God. We are the church, not a building. Not we aren't bound by four corners and a roof. We are the church. We are His people. We are mobile. And so these three, they, they exemplify that. They are, I believe, the church, and they're, they're just so connected. They're such a tight-knit group. And I know we even spoke about connect groups, and, like, they're a connect group. And I just was like, man, I wonder what these three knuckleheads were like. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they were all kind of weird in their own way. You know what I mean? You, you got people in your lives that are weird, but I love that. I got people in my lives that are weird. Like, they're ju- they just are, and, uh, but I love it. I love people. I love the uniqueness about them, um, and, and, and at times it can be awkward. It really can. You can get in those moments where you're like, man, I don't know. Like, someone just said something, like, crazy, maybe heretical, and you're just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to respond. That was awkward, right? But, but these three, they got it. Like, they could do awkward. They just, they couldn't do alone. Are you hearing me this morning? They, they couldn't do alone. They needed to be connected together. They were the body of Christ. They were the church. And so, in this land, there, it's unfamiliar, and now there's a decree given, a law by King Nebuchadnezzar, Babylon's king, and it, it pretty much says this. It just says, hey, whenever you, you hear this sound, um, I want you to bow, bow down to it. I want you to, to stop whatever it is you're doing, whether it's this or that, this instrument or that, whatever. When you hear it, you need to stop and you need to worship this, this, this huge statue. They made this, I don't even know, I think it translates to about 90 feet uh, high, it's just this huge golden statue, and you need to stop, like whatever, and 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 bow to it, and, and pray to it, and that's who you need to, to worship. And so, they these three men, they were like, man, I don't, ah, I hear what you're saying, but I don't think I can do that. I can't do that, and I won't do that. And we see this here in, in Daniel chapter 3. And so if you're there, if your Bible's open, if not, we have it up on the screen. It says this. Uh, we'll pick up in verse 8. At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. So these astrologer, astrologers, they, 
they're these these men that uh, I guess kind of counsel the king. Like the day they come and they tell the king, they said to King Nebuchadnezzar, "May the king live forever. Your Majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe—I only know like two of those things—but." But whenever they hear this, all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold. And that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you set over the affairs of the prominence of Babylon, Babylon, excuse me, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. So there's these three, three men that don't even pay attention to you. Did you catch that? But there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention. I wonder what it would be like in our everyday life when things come our way, whether not, maybe not in the form of a flute or a harp or a zither, um, but maybe in the form of a comment, a tweet, Instagram. I feel like if I was preaching this, uh, a youth side, I'm the youth pastor, so if I preach my youth, man, like what would it be like if Instagram didn't always notify you and you ran to Instagram instead of, you know, being on uh, the same page as God and, and, and hearing his word and, and seeing what he wants to do in your life instead of seeing what other people are doing, right? And I don't think this is just a youth thing. I think this has evolved in our culture, in our society today. I think we are susceptible to that. Wouldn't you agree? That it's not just this generation that's coming up, but it's making our way into generations past. And so I'm just wondering, what would it be like if we just said, no, you know what? Enough with the comments. Enough with the tweets. Enough with the emails. I have a good thing going here. Today is a good day. But as soon as we hear the ding or the buzz or whatever it is, some of you have quacks or birds, right? Quack, quack. And oh, yep. Notifications that come in and try and pull us away and create worry. What if I don't get the likes? What if I, well, I post this, and what if I don't get the, oh, I got one like. Why am I not getting more likes? And we get distracted, and we get pulled away from what God is wanting to do in our lives. And, and I just think, wow, we spend hours and hours on Facebook, but we won't even give the book that really matters a couple minutes in our day, the book that can actually tell us truths and speak words into our lives that we can live by, that this book, this Bible is not dead, that it is a living word that consistently can flow in our lives and through our lives and replenish us and build us back up if we just let it, if we just read it, if we just just apply it in our lives, if we spend the first minutes in, in the Bible, in this precious book, instead of going to all these other outlets. I wonder what it would be like. And so these, these men, these Hebrew boys say, you know what? I can't do that. I'm paying no attention to that. I can't. 
when I won't. And I, and I love this. And so we're talking about connecting uh, with one another. I feel like they were so connected with one another. And each of them, by the way, were so connected with God. Once you connect with God and you place yourself with other people who are connected with God, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, God's just going to do amazing things in your life. I'm not talking about secondhand faith. I love secondhand faith, but I'm talking about a firsthand authentic faith and authentic connection. And when you surround yourself and then the secondhand, man, what does God do in your life? Really? He's really doing this in your life? Yeah. He, what about you? Well, man, that's great to hear. This is what God's doing in my life. And you build yourself and you surround yourself in a community that there is, there is, point number one is, there is focus in your life. There is focus in your life. You start focusing on the things that God is speaking into your life that he's showing you. There's focus. And I know this story, and I, I don't want this to be some other some story, some, some other message about three, three Jewish boys that went to a fire and God saved them and they, they didn't die, and, and that's great and that's awesome. But if we only take it for va- face value, if we don't go more in depth, if we don't read in between the lines, if you will, if we don't go further and deeper, if we don't truly... Uh, listen and hear what God is trying to communicate. What good is it? And I'm just saying, Lord, this, this past month, I'm reading the scripture for the month. I, I didn't just read this like last week, two weeks. I've been reading this for a month. I'm like, Lord, reveal to me, reveal to me. What is it? What is it? I want to go deeper, Lord God. I want to go deeper. How many of you in your life, you want to go deeper right now? How many of you, no, I'm serious. How many of you want to go deeper, so deep that you are just, nothing else matters because you're just so focused on what God is speaking into your life and what God is doing in your life. And, and I think part of that process is people coming in with you. And that life isn't meant to be alone. You're not meant to do it alone. Even Jesus had his disciples. He even took the 12 and made, went down to the three, Peter, James, and John. His inner court, right? His the men that he that he shared life with. He he went deeper with, and so that's what I want, and that's what I want for us here in this room, for all of you that are under the sound. That's what I want. I believe that's what God wants. He wants us to focus, and I know this this message is about faith in the fire, right? If you heard that, that the faith in the fire, and it is, and I'm not. And I'm not making fun of other pastors or, or saying anything bad about that, but it, it's more than that, I think. I think that's just the starting point. I think there, there's something that can compound on that. And I think that it's not just about how is your faith in the fire. I think it goes beyond that question of how is your I think it's more how is the fortitude of your faith. Can I teach a little bit this morning? Can I, is that okay? How is the fortitude of your faith. Fortitude is the courage and pain and in adversity. That is what fortitude is. Joshua knew this. He he knew that, man, I need to be connected with my God, but he he wasn't quite there yet. He didn't he wasn't quite at the place where he needed to be. So knowing this, no God knew this and so he comes in. 
right? And if, you, if you're reading Joshua, and if you're not familiar with Joshua, Joshua kind of comes in, he takes after um, the, the leadership uh, post-Moses. Moses, I'm sure everyone knows about Moses. Moses, he leads his people um, through the wilderness out of Egypt, and it's, it's just great. It's, it's this mir- amazing miracle, and, and, uh, and he passes away. They don't get to the promised land. They came close, very, very close, um, but they, they don't get there, and he passes away. And, and so Joshua comes in, and, and his fortitude is tested, and there's, there's pain. There's pain of losing a leader. There's that pain that sticks. And Joshua, I mean, he was, he was, you know, a, a student of Moses, if you will. He he lived life with Moses. He did life with Moses. He was connected with Moses. He he felt pain, I believe, when when he passed away. And and then there was that adversity that that this is it. This is the second. This is the second shot. The second chance. That I'm the one that ne- needs to, to lead these people, hundreds of thousands, a couple million people into the promised land. And can you think about that? I know our lives aren't that epic. They, they aren't. You know, we're not leading people. We're not leading a nation, a country. But there are times in our lives where our uh, fortitude of our faith really gets tested. It really gets tested. We're not even in the scripture yet where, where there's the fire, that they're not even in the fire. Some of us right now, we're not even in the fire. We can see the, the fire coming, right? That we know that there are things coming and there, there's, man, but where's the fortitude of my faith? How deep can my faith go? And I believe your fortitude is predicated on your focus. Did you catch that? Are you saying ta- your fortitude is predicated on your focus, your focus, what are you focused on? The fortitude of your faith is it's only as deep, it's only as strong as what you focus on. So what are you focusing on? Better question, are there people in your lives that are helping you focus on the right thing? And we see it in the scripture, we see it in this passage, this narrative about these three men. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and and so Nebuchadnezzar, the king, he hears this. He hears that they pay no attention to this law, this decree that he has made, and and so he asks for them to come at once. These three men to come before him, and and they're talking, and he, and it's kind of like, is it true? Like, tell me it's not. But is, is it true? Tell me it's not. Listen, if you hear this the zither, the harp, the lyre, whatever form of music, you bow down and it's all good. And it will be well. But if not, you'll be cast into the fire. And who then will save you from my hand? He says this. He's talking to them face to face. Face to face. Fire staring them down. I feel like a lot of us are in here. There's a fire that's, that's staring you down right now. And I hope this is speaking to you. I hope this is this is something that we can, that you can use. I need this right now. I'm going to take a pause. I need this right now. I'm not just preaching this to you. I'm, I'm preaching this to me. I need this in my life. I need this uh, this morning. And so with that said, he's, Nebuchadnezzar, he, he's saying, is this true? Is this true? And so we pick up here in, in verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves 
before you in this matter. If we were thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, I love that part, they're Christians, you know what I mean? It's polite, your majesty. We want you to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. And I love that. It's so bold. It's so bold. You can see the fortitude of the, it's so deep, it's so bold. And I believe that because they're together, because they're connected with one another, each other, that they're able to, my point number two is, they're able to fuel one another. And not only that, but God is able to fuel them. God fuels them. They fuel one another. Praise go back to God. It's a cycle. 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 God fuels you. You fuel each other. And you give out praise. And so we see that here, and I love this verse. It's so good because, again, point blank, it just says he is able and he will. Some of you, you just needed to come to church to hear that this morning, that he is able and that he will. Some of you are in a spot right now financially, and you don't know if you can make it. But he is able and he is, he is willing. Some of you right now, you're, you're at a point in your marriage and you don't know if it's going to come out on the other side. I want you to know something. He is able and he is willing. Some of you right now, you're struggling with your friends, with your relationships. I want you to know something. He is able. He is willing. You should focus on him. Can you focus on him? Can the right people be put in place to not only bring you a perspective that you need, but to, but to fuel you, to, to build you up, to help bring in the presence of God in your life? He is able and he is willing. And I love this, that the three, the three men, they respond together. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? I'll read it for you again. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied. It wasn't Shadrach replied for Meshach and Abednego. No. It was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied together in unison. And I love that. If you read this narrative, uh, it's the only part in which they speak. The only part. The, the, it's so quick. It's so short. But in this passage... It is the only point in which they speak, and when they do, they speak in unison. They speak in unity. They speak together. And I think we need uh, people in our lives that we can turn to, not to solve the problem, but that God can use them to speak into our lives and speak truths into our lives and to help us, to fuel us. And I love this part, even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, he is able and he is willing. Paul says, uh, my God shall supply all my needs, right? In Philippians, do you remember that? All my needs, all my needs, all your needs, our needs are different, but he shall supply them. He shall supply them. My God is the source and he is the supply. 
my God will provide. But they say this, even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't. And I love that because it, it doesn't show doubt. I don't want you to, to misinterpret this. That, well, they, they doubted a little bit. They said, well, even if he doesn't. No. Right here when they say that, I believe that, that it's not doubt that we should take from this. It is, in fact, a definitive stance in which we should be taking from this. That they, they, they drew a line in the sand, if, if you will. And they say, man, I don't doubt my God. He is able and he is willing. But even if he doesn't, I'm not going to bow down and worship your God. I'm not going to have my day ruined by you and what you want. I'm not going to listen to all these comments and all these tweets. I'm not going to let this ruin my life. I'm not going to start worshiping something that won't sustain what I need. I need the source. The source is my God, and my God shall supply all my needs, all my needs. And even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't, I love that, even if he doesn't. We continue in in 19, and we pick back up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious. He was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace uh, to be heated seven times hotter than usual. And commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army uh, to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blaming furnace. So these men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent, and the furnace was so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. There you go. Now they're in the fire. Been staring it down for a while. Some of you have been staring it down for a while. And maybe, maybe some of you are in here today in this room and you're in the fire. And you're in it. And it's all around you. Everywhere you look, it's just fire. Can it get better? Everywhere you look, my marriage isn't doing so great right now. Can it get better? My, my relationship with my kids isn't so great right now. Can it get better? My financial situation, the promotion that I thought I was going to get, but I didn't. Can it possibly get better? I'm in the fire. I can't see. I can't see it. And so they're in this. And, and it's crazy because it says right here that the king was fierce. There was a, a shift that happened. It just, it switched. Did you know that when you stand up for your heavenly father, for your God, that the enemy hates that? And he will shift and he will do whatever he can to stop you, to steal, to kill, and destroy you? Did you know that? That he's so adamant about distracting us to keep us uh, off what we need to focus on. He doesn't want our faith to grow. He doesn't want us to fuel our faith. He wants it to fade. And the moment you do something, he's going to shift and he's going to throw something else at you. He's going to do everything that he can. He might turn even the temperature up a little bit, maybe seven times hotter. Right? It was so urgent that he just had them turn it up, and that's what I love. And I think 
God is speaking to right now. That's the difference between the enemy, the devil, and God, our Lord, is that our Lord is the master strategist, that he knows everything, that he knows this fire is just temporary, and it's just all part of his strategy where the enemy is a tactician, and what trumps a tactician is a strategist. Tacticians, they just try and make moves after a move has already been made, and they just try and, and, and rebound from the hit, from the blow. And so the enemy is always trying to rebound. He's always trying to regroup while God says, listen, everything is already laid out. Listen, this fire that you're going through right now, it's all part of the plan, that it's not it's not this everlasting fire, this flame that's going to that's gonna keep roaring, but this fire is actually going to purify some things maybe in your life. It's going to correct some things in your life. It's going to bring peace. It's going to bring peace, really, in the fire. Yes, because it's all about God's plan. It's all about his purpose and this fire. They're in it, and it's hot. And even it's so hot, it even says the soldiers um, that are escorting them. Right, these strong men, uh, Nebuchadnezzar's mighty I know we always hear about David's mighty men. Well, these are Nebuchadnezzar's mighty men, and they don't fare so well, and they're, and they're joining this group. It's just picture it. They're, they're, there's these three men. There's this group, right? Maybe if in the context of a connect group, I don't know if that helps you, but they're this group, and they're traveling up, and, and these other men try, and, and, and they're joining the group to escort them. But as soon as they get to the fire, as soon as they, they don't even get to them, they get close, they, they just, they fall, they die. And I think maybe, just maybe, this is me, I don't know, take it for what you will, but I think that there are some people in our lives, there's some people that try and join our lives, be in our group that just aren't supposed to be. Would you not agree? Think about it. There are people that are in our lives that will not help you in the fire, that will only add to it. That will only bring more chaos. That will only bring more negativity. Right? These soldiers weren't their friends. They were the king's men. And at this point in the narrative, they are against God. And so there are people that, that well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not against God. I just, well, no, if you're, not, if, you're, if you're not for God, you're against him. And so there are some people that try and come in to your life and, and I think sometimes the fire that we're in, that we're in, brings the us to realization that there are people that we need to let go of. Does that make? Do I dare say that? But, but put aside and. But Pastor Bruce, what aren't we supposed to be witnesses? Aren't we supposed to be witness? Yeah, that's why. I mean, I'm jumping ahead, but that's why King Nebuchadnezzar. It says in the text that he actually went up to the door to see so God can still use you to witness to people but there are people that will hold you back from even witnessing at all and so that's that's what I believe again it's a thought I'm just speaking right now um, but I think it's good I think it's I think we need to hear this and to be honest I, uh, the question when it comes to the fire is could it be that God is trying to to bring freedom. That's point number three, and put that up there and take a note. It's freedom. Could it be that God is trying to bring freedom in your life through this fire? A lot of us see fire and we want to, man, we want to run. We don't, 
We don't want to be part of it. We want nothing to do with it. But could it be that he has purposed this fire, this, this circumstance, this situation in your life, no matter how long it's been? Some of you, you've been going through it for a couple months now. Some of you, it's going on a year. Some of you, it might be multiple years. But could it be that through this time, through this process, through this fire, that he's trying to bring freedom? It says in verse 24, Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, uh, Weren't there three men that were tied up and thrown into the fire? They replied, Certainly, your majesty, he said. Look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like the son of the gods. Isn't that good? I think he got it wrong, though. It wasn't son of the gods. It was son of the God, son of the living God. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out. Come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. They came out of the fire. And I think we, we focus on that more often than none. And Bobby, you can come up and start to play. But I think we focus on the part where we get out of the fire, where we do anything we can to get out. We say anything we can say to get out. Lord, help me get out of here. Lord, please, if you, if, if you get me out of here this time, I, I promise that this will be different. That the way that I, if you get me out of this rough spot in my marriage, I pray that the, that the next time when me and my wife talk, it will be different. I won't speak to her that way anymore, Lord God. Or, or when it comes to relationships, I, you know, God, it's going to be different. If you get, on this, get me out of this fire, I, I'm not going to have these, these toxic relationships. I know it was all fun and games, and it, it, it slid into something way worse than I ever thought. But if you get me out of here, Lord God, I, I, I promise, and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, it'll change it. And I'll change. And Lord, and we just say everything that we can to get out of it. But what if it wasn't, get me out of here. Show me the way. But God's saying, listen, I am the way. It's not come, come get me out of here. It's take, come bring me in here. I want to come into the fire with you. Think about it. I want to come into the fire with you. I'm not afraid of the fire. I've seen bigger fires. I've seen death, hell, and the grave. This fire is nothing. Bring me in. Invite me in. I want to come in so bad. I want to come in so bad. Why won't you invite me in? And I think it's we need to change the get me out of here, Lord, to Lord, come in with me. Be with me, Lord. Walk with me, Lord. And when we're connected with him, when we're connected with each other, when we're connected with people who are connected with him, I believe it'll give us that focus. It'll give us the fuel, and, and it'll bring freedom. These boys, these, these Hebrew boys were in the fire, and it says here that there was a fourth in there and that they were unbound. If you check it out, they're bound. They go into the fire. They're, fi they're bound, but it is in the fire where they are unbound. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that something? God comes in, and I believe it's Jesus. 
I believe it's Jesus. There's debate. Theologians will debate. Well, is it Jesus or is it an angel? Is it just some incarnation, some form of God? I believe with everything in me that it is Jesus. The preacher that I listen to, he says, the best way to read the Bible, best way to read the Old Testament is to look for Jesus. And this is one of those moments, I believe it with all my heart, that this is Jesus in this fire and that he will step into your situation. Jesus has a knack of stepping into situations, no matter how big, no matter how small, no matter if you think they're important or not. He will step in. We see this even uh, with the, the woman at the well. The woman at the well, right? Jesus goes out of his way, this Samaritan woman, and everyone crosses around. So no one goes in Samaritan. You're, you're Jewish? No, you don't go uh, Samaritan territory. No way. But Jesus comes into the situation, and he meets a woman, a woman who's going through her own fire if you will. She goes out in the hottest uh, part of the day, so no one's there. No one's around. She doesn't want to be around people. People are always saying things about her, and so she's believed this lie. She's in this fire. There's no way out. She can't find love. She can't find uh, someone to be in her life, to, to value, to appreciate her. And Jesus comes, and he meets her, He meets her face to face, and he talks with her. Think about it. This is the longest passage, recorded conversation in the Bible. And he talks with her. And he just has a conversation with her. Can we be a church that has a conversation with our God? That when we're in need of him, when we're in our fire, that we can talk to him. That we can dialogue that he can come in, and he comes in, he does so with such grace, no condemnation, but with grace and with love. I understand your situation. I understand that you don't have, that you don't have a husband, for you've had five, and the one that you're with is not your husband. You're just, you're with the man that you're with right now, and he's not even your husband. I get that, and I understand, but listen to me. Your focus is so off. If you were to focus on who was actually in front of you, the one that was speaking to you, that I can fuel you. If you just focus, stop, get away from the, from the comments, from the, what people are saying within the village. If you, if you focus on me, I can feel you. I'm the living water that you seek. I will bring you wholeness, complete, completeness. I will bring everything that you need. I am the living water. I am your fuel. And I am your freedom. He says this to the woman at the well. And I love it. Because it's Jesus. It's Jesus stepping in. He stepped in then. He stepped in this situation. Jesus always comes into the fire. I want you to know that. If you haven't gotten anything at all from this message whatsoever, know this, that your God is with you, that your God is able and he is willing 
to come into your fire, into your circumstances, into your situations. I want to end this, this message this morning just simply this in verse 27. We just see how it can not only change the lives of those that are in the fire, but it can change the lives of those outside of the fire. And it says here in verse 27, and the satraps and prefects and governors and royal advisors crowded around. They saw the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair on their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. There was nothing on, there was nothing. God protected them. God healed them. You and your fire is just all a part of God's plan in your life. There is purpose within the fire. It's for his glory. It's for us to to reach those that may be being a fire of themselves, their own fire. And and I believe that, that he used these boys and it was all part of the plan. Yes, to grow their faith. Yes, to protect them. But yes, to reach other people because he loves people. Our God is a God that loves people no matter where you're at in life, what stage, what age. It does not matter. Your fire, it's all part of the plan. It's all part of his purpose. And we see this. It's so good. What intended to harm them. You know this, right? You know this back in What intended to harm me, what you intended for evil, my God meant for good. Can I get an amen? What was supposed to kill me is going to be used for his glory. You're going to kill me. No, my God stepped in, and now look what it's going to be done for his glory. It's going to be shine. In Isaiah 54, it says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Do you remember that one? Why can't we in times of need look back onto these promises? Church, I'm telling you, this is the living word of God. It speaks. It's moving. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Why do I know this? How do I know this? I know this because my God is good. My God is the source. My God will supply. He works all things, all things, the good things, the bad things, the high moments, the low moments. He works all things for my good, for the good of me, for my good, for my, for my good before his glory, for my good before his glory. He works all of it. He works all of it. And so they saw, again, you know, hair singed, nothing burned. They didn't even smell. They didn't even smell like fire. And, and that's what's going to happen in your life if you focus on him, if you bring people in, if you connect, connect with each other. Life isn't meant to do alone. It's not. It's a tough world out there. God knows this. God knows this. That's why he, he wants us to do life in community. He wants us to be with like-minded people. Communities, communities can be bad or communities can be good. We always think a community has communities can be bad. It's just people that are like-minded. I've heard pastors preach where, where teens and kids, they feel more of a community in a gang than they do in their church. 
than they do anywhere else. It's, they feel that, and again, what if we became the church? What if we, the people to the right and to the left of you, became the church? We were so connected. We were so just in tune with God, and not only were we in tune with God, we were connected with each other. We did life with one another. We walked with one another, and in the moments of need that we brought him in, and we brought him into our situations, though different, it, it doesn't matter. It's all the same because God has purposed it. God wants to come in, and God wants to use you, use your fire for, for, for a testimony that is beyond anything that you can then even imagine or dream up. And that's what we see here. You start living this way, you're focused and fueled. It's going to bring the freedom, and people are going to see, oh, that they're not broken. Well, I know what happened. I know what was going on in Debbie's life with her family, but she's she's acting different. There's no evidence of of what I heard about. And what is she? And she's hanging out with these other women. What are these other women? Are they? Uh, is that her crew now? Is that who she's rolling with? Yes, because Debbie realized, man, I need people. I need people in my life that are gonna speak words of encouragement. So much so that what I'm going through right now, people won't even see the evidence of it. People won't even see that. All they will see is God, is his glory. And shouldn't that that be it? Should that not be the end result? That it's all for him and it's all for his glory. Can we do this this morning as I as I close, can we stand stand this morning and and as we're standing here, if you this morning you hear what I'm saying, you're hearing about this Jesus that wants to step into your fire, but man, maybe you don't have a relationship with him. This is your morning. This is the day to take that opportunity, to take that chance. I'm telling you, it is the best decision you will ever make in your life. Better than the decision to to marry your spouse. Better than the decision to start your family. Better than any career decision you can possibly make. This one right here, to follow Jesus, surpasses them all. So if that is you with our their heads bowed and our eyes closed. If that is you this morning, you're saying, man, I want this Jesus. I want this. I'm in a fire right now, and I need this Jesus to come into my fire. But I don't have a relationship with him, but I, you know, I want one. I want to take a risk. I want to take the chance on him. If that is you on the count of three, if you could just shoot your hand up, and I just want to, to, to confirm that with you and pray with you um, this morning on the count of three. One, two. Three, if that is you, yeah, thank you, Jesus. If I could have eyes back on me, thing is, this morning, there were no hands that went up, but that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Why? Because we all in this room have a relationship with Jesus Christ, our Heavenly Father. And it is our responsibility, it is our responsibility 
as Christ followers, as believers in the faith, to not let this lie here, but to pick this up, to walk with it. And I challenge you, and I encourage you. I'll be, I'll be back here next Sunday if you wanted to even talk then. But I challenge you, get connected with someone else. Take that risk. Be involved in, in a connect group. Be involved in a relationship that is with someone that, that could be in a fire of their own. And you don't even know it yet. And maybe, just maybe, you're the answer to their prayer. And maybe the start of your relationship will lead to something greater than we could ever see, possibly imagine our lives. Amen? Amen. I challenge you this morning. Let me end in a prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we come to you, Lord, and we just ask that, that this story of of these followers of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Lord God, that they would be role models in our lives, that they would be those that we can look back on this account, this story, Lord God, that we can look back and it can continue to speak in our lives, Lord Jesus, that this, that this wouldn't stay here, Lord God, that what you have spoken this morning would stir something in our hearts, would move us, Lord, that would compel us, Lord God, to not only connect with you each and every day more on, uh, on a regular basis, Lord Jesus, but to step out of our comfort zone, Lord God. Give us the courage, Lord Jesus. Give us the fortitude in our faith, Lord God, to move forward, to, to get connected with others, Lord Jesus, to do life with others, Lord God, I pray. And I pray that, that you would bless us, Lord God, as we are obedient, Lord Jesus, that you would see that obedience and out of that would come blessings, Lord God, that you would, that you would Lord, reveal yourself in your own specific way, in ways that you can only do, Lord God. Keep us safe, Lord Jesus, as we, as we leave here and we go about the rest of our Sundays, Lord God. Let us be focused on you, Lord Jesus. Let us be fueled in our faith, Lord God. And let us know that freedom is coming. Freedom is on the way. Lord Jesus, I pray in your mighty, your precious, and your holy name. And everybody said, amen, amen, and amen. Well, church, you are officially dismissed. Go in the grace of God. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we'll see you back here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegatewaygh.com.